Hey, y'all, it's Valentine's Day week, whether you like it or not. And we are here to tell you about a couple of our favorite couples, lovers, sex toys, the ultimate sex toys for couples and lovers. And they are by WeVibe. We love the Moxie, we love the chorus, and we love the WeVibe sync. We can't get enough of it. And they're offering you, our beautiful Shameless Sex listeners, a special 5% discount and any WeVibe toy. Just use promo code SHAMELESS at we-vibe.com. That's, again, code SHAMELESS at we-vibe.com. All right, y'all. It's back to the show. I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of purepleasureshop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Don't forget to head on over to our website, shamelesssex.com, for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. This episode's spicy. Extra. It is. What number are we even on? Five million two hundred thirty-five thousand. I don't know. It's like one forty-five or something like that. Do you remember when I reached out to you after I listened to that podcast where the co-host? There was a drug podcast about recovering drug addicts, uh-huh. and the co-host died. And I was like, "Oh my god, Amy!" I got oh, so because, sad because you're like, "No, I have a die on me chip." I know. I was like, I just got really choked up and wanted to send you an "I love you" message. You got me a just because present today. I actually wasn't listening to the drug podcast. It was on and uh, 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 what is it? This American Life. Oh. It was on their show. They were talking about this podcast. So you anyway. and I are going to die on the same day. I think. I hope so. Hopefully not in a plane crash anytime soon. But and yeah, yeah, we're going to we at least have another like fifty to seventy-five years on the planet, unless they come out with uh, the seventy-five. How old would we be? Old? I'm going to be over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, if I have to wipe your ass, we're, <laughs> we're going to die together. Um, all right, that's not what this podcast is about, though. Everyone it is about. Erotic touch, erotic touch techniques. What techniques? What is erotic touch? How is this different from just regular old touch? Uh, we also talk about the A spot. Yeah, the A. There's another spot. There's a G spot. There's an A spot. There's, it's like a mystery spot. Oh, the mystery spot. We went there for my birthday last year. Is that last year? Two years ago. Two years ago, because last year. No, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get on the, the, the angry. <laughs> Never mind. Um, anyways, so you want to stay tuned for this episode. It's extra saucy. Um, it's really, it's actually really beautiful. Yeah. And the guest, our guest was just phenomenal coming to us from Bali. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's got some great info to share. Yep. I learned some things. I learned some things. I always learn some things. I don't know everything. Um, but here's some things I do know about that I know about, um, uh, how to pleasure a penis. <laughs> and, uh, el penis, is that right? And, and uh, El penis. I don't know about El penis. Oh, I but, thought you said El penis. <laughs> el penis. Uh, and I am teaching, if you live anywhere in or around Dallas, or maybe you want to fly into Dallas at the end of this month, this is February when this podcast is coming out. I'm teaching Friday, February 28th at Sarah's Secret. I'm teaching Her Pleasure 101. I know I said penis. I'm actually teaching two classes. So Her Pleasure 101 is Friday, February 28th. And His Pleasure 101 is Sunday, March 1st. This is 2020 in Dallas, Texas at Sarah's Secret. To learn more, go to sarahsecret.com. That's S-A-R-A. 
S S E C R E T. It's Sarah without an H. Dot com. Secret dot com. Yes. Go there and learn from me, and you can meet me in person. And if you ask me, I might even give you a hug. Are you flying on your birthday? The day after my birthday. I know, but you, so you are flying after. on your okay. Yeah, my birthday I, is February twenty seventh. I know. I didn't know if you had to leave on. The day before no, to get there. No, I'm not. Leaving, I'm leaving early in the morning, though. If you can bring me birthday presents, everyone, uh, in the form of <laughs> no no, no dildos, please. I'm good on that. You're like I have enough. I have plenty of those. Let's give a shout out to Tatum Photo. Oh yeah. Our, if you're not following us on Instagram, check our Instagram out. We worked with these amazing photographers that were actually fans of the podcast, and we needed some creative help because we have we had had pictures taken in the past, and we wanted some additional options. So we they reached out to us and were amazing. It the was fo- so the, incredible. The photo session was not only fun, but I've never felt more beautiful. They were good. That was one of our hard things for photo photo sessions, right? Where we are like, we need directions. We're you know we're not models. Like I don't know what to no. do. And they give you so much wonderful direction. It's a couple, so they're really sweet. It felt really safe, you know. And it's it's like it's a boudoir shoot, so we were in some sexy clothing laundry. But they really want you to go. It's like a storytelling piece, and they really want you to go with who, like, who you authentically are. And they're so good at, at just everything they do. And we're announcing this right now also because V Day Valentine's Day is coming up um, when. This comes out. It's actually coming out three days later is Valentine's Day. Um, but it's never – if you don't have time to book it with them, then you can do a late Valentine's Day gift for your lover. and Or maybe just for you because you're like, I look fucking hot and I want to see myself. I, I've taken another uh, round of boudoir photos before back, I don't know, when you were married, eight years ago. And it was not nearly as – Easy, flowing, and chill as this one was. Yeah, it was and really good. It was beautiful. They have a gift. We have a some gift. hot photos. Yes. Some hot ones. So go to our Instagram, too, to check it out. And you can learn more about them. Go to, to Tatum Photo. That's T-A-D-A-M photo.com uh, to learn more. Or go to our Instagram at Shameless Sex. Follow us if you're not. And you can see some sexy photos of us. I've been calling them Tadam. Or I've been saying Tatum. Yes. So it's Tatum. So. We had to verify that with them. Tomato, tomato. Yes, I was like, it's not today. I was like, today. I like the way you're saying it. Yours is fun. Today. Um, and I just got back from the Caribbean. Everyone, I know you're all bronzed. I'm bronzed, looking bronzed up. I was there with my partner. Now, is he called your partner now? (laughs) We were. Well, I've I've actually, and I actually said boyfriend a couple times. Just like so, so uh, natural. 2008 for me, and um, which is it's not it's not like an an issue. It's just that the reason why I use partner is to be an ally of all orientations and and genders, etc. In their um, in their partnerships. And, um, so, and also we use very inclusive language, which actually we're going to read a testimonial from someone talking about inclusive language. Actually, I'll read that next. Um, with trying to, you know, we don't say husband and wife and things like that because that doesn't speak to everyone. So that's why I usually say partner. Although we did receive some negative feedback about someone that said we're too woke. Yeah, we too woke. And we, we get too caught up in, uh, the possible cultural appropriations uh-huh. and i was pretty bummed by that i was like really we got two of those comments actually. i know and i don't understand why and he actually referred to the sitting indian style comment as uh not being one that he thought needed addressing i don't know go talk to some native american folks and see how they feel about it i was kind of put off by that anyway yeah. i love the feedback that people are appreciating yeah. our language and our thoughtful execution of what we believe is is inclusive i mean my stance honestly is that if someone says hey 
You know, that actually really offends me, and here's why. I'm going to listen to them do my best to uh, try better to respect them. And I know I can't necessarily respect everyone. Like, you know, the folks are like, hey, you're too woke. This is annoying. You know, I hear you. We're going we're going to give you a voice because we actually have s- expressed that on here, and we kind of have a policy here of how we want to respect all people as much as possible by being as inclusive, inclusive as possible. So with that said, here's a testimonial from someone who's giving us praise for being inclusive. Hey, you guys. I'm a 23-year-old transgender man from Salt Lake, Utah. Salt Lake City. I love Salt Lake City. I listen to your podcast every week, and I love it. You guys have taught me a lot and have helped me work through some shame and trauma. I very much appreciate you guys making an effort to be inclusive to all genders and all types of people. Whoever complains about that can fuck off. Perfect. <laughs> Their words, not ours. I also appreciate that you guys fit, you guys revisited some things that were said on the episode with Trip. I couldn't finish the episode because of some of the things he was saying. I think you guys are educating and a lot of people in the world definitely need it. Please keep doing what you are doing. And I hope to meet you guys one day in Salt Lake, which we're actually going to Salt Lake City at the end of April. Yes, we are. I emailed this person back. Oh, I'm but stoked. I think Thank it's like you. April 24th or 25th, uh, 2020. We're teaching a workshop. Is it anal? Can, or what are we doing? We're doing something out there. I don't. At we, Blue Boutique. Right. Only one night. Well, we'll do an announcement when it gets a little closer. The funny, the funny piece of this that came up for me, thank you to this listener that sent this testimonial. Uh, but the funny thing that came up for me was that, that negative testimonial, about, uh, about the review on iTunes. He gave us one star. Rumple Foreskin was his name. <laughs> <That's> uh, awesome. <laughs> I love you, Rumple Foreskin. You're probably not listening anymore. I but. don't think he's listening anymore, but it was also about the episode with Trip and how we were getting, oh, they thought we were shaming. They thought we were shaming him for saying girls instead of women, but we weren't shaming in my opinion, I thought we were just getting clarification. I wanted clarification. So I'm happy to hear that there are, and I love why we're so in this, we're in this realm of podcasting and it's free. It is free speech to me because we are all talking how we want to. And I really appreciate all the sides of the spectrum and, yeah. and folks that are, we, are we can't of, please every no. single person. You know, Sorry, Rumpel Foreskin. We didn't. <laughs> that is such a great name. Yeah. I mean, I would give Rumpel Foreskin a big hug if they let me. Um, okay. Oh, we have, so here's another testimony. I like this where uh-huh. we're doing a, a testimonial and they also kind of tie into yeah. other, it's other from pieces. The people. It's from the people. A couple of weeks ago, I listened to how to be be an empowered submissive. I've talked to my partner about being interested in trying dominant submissive play before. My partner is a very assertive and I've is very assertive and I found myself enjoying when she would tell or ask me to do something, clean something, make her tea or anything. When Veronica Yans talked about it, I was like, I can identify with being a submissive servant. Then I was like, OMG. I identify as a submissive servant. (laughs) Just thinking about it in my head, I felt relief and acceptance. It took me a few days, but I finally talked to my partner about it. She not only accepted me and my feelings, but jumped right in with me. I've had a couple of weeks of trying things, and it's been both fun and fulfilling. I'm pretty sure I have the best partner ever. Thanks again for all the two of you do. I love, love that. that. I love that one. I don't know the number of that episode, but it, it actually said the title writes how to be an empowered submissive. Right. Um, and with Veronica Yance and, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was in, inspiring and it was really cool to see here, this person being inspired by it. And I love that aha moment of like, I can be this. Wait, wait, I am this. I am this. <laughs> yes. That's such a great transition. Yeah. And just to kind of feel into, Oh wait, I can do that. Yeah. No, you are. 
are doing it. And there's something powerful about when you add a new flavor to your, how you identify, you know, maybe, and they, this might not be permanent, maybe in a year you'd be like, I'm now a dominant, you know, and that's fine because yeah. it's fluid, right? We're constantly shifting. But I felt that when I found a new identity that I identify with, I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Like, ah, oh, light bulb, yeah. clarity. So it's cool. True. We love that. Thank you, listeners. We love receiving, receiving any testimonials. Um, we we read everything. We don't. We see, receive so many sex questions. We can't answer all of them. We try our best, but we, we love sharing this. And we have a couple more that we're going to share. Uh, but first, before I share that, I want to share something about something called Dipsy that April and I absolutely love. My clients and my sex and relationship coaching practice love it. Our listeners love it. It is an app on your phone when you can listen to short erotic stories it has little fire signs that tell you how spicy it is and it's anything from stories for couples bdsm stories um you know queer stories straight stories etc cetera, etc cetera. and i think it's great for folks who are like i want to get my turn on and i want it because we are you know we are auditory people we're visual people and you can listen to it anywhere anytime and get into your inner turn on for yourself or for someone else I love all the different options they have as well. I recently, I think two nights ago, listened to the Out of the Office episode. (laughs) And it was so great. And it was unexpected because the coworker in the story had this amazing British accent. And he was like, do you want to go with me on a trip? (laughs) And she was like, I don't know. And then it got really hot and spicy. And I have a complete obsession with accents office yeah offices oh. <laughs> and accents so yeah. i love dipsy for all of these reasons and guess what our listeners of this beautiful shameless sex podcast get dipsy for 30 days free when you go to dipsystories.com slash shameless you get 30 days free y'all that's d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash shameless Go check it out. Check it out. Why not? It's hot. Okay. Um, oh, and then, by the way, I didn't. It was. It's designed by women for women. I think anyone can get off to it. Though. I mean, anyone can get turned on by it. Well, my partner and I have listened together, and he also enjoys it for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of different options. There's and they so put many. out like new stories every week. Okay. Anyways, anyways. Sorry, we got off track. Off track. We love it. Okay. So we're well. Now we're going to share some listener feedback. This is awesome because we have we get emails from listeners who hear an episode and we answer a sex question and then they write us their own advice so i love this i love when you all get involved in being little sex educators so please keep doing this and we'll try to share some and of them this was about just a random experience that i had that i read oh yeah busted out this isn't about sex no but i love it because yeah. i was just an experience so, so i'm stoked so on this. this has nothing to do with sex we talked about chemtrails in, <laughs> in an episode and so listeners and then we actually said hey listeners if let us know what you think about chemtrails are they real this listener says after listening to your latest episode i just want to write and let you know that chemtrails trials aren't real it's a conspiracy theory and nothing more commercial airliners are not spraying chemicals as part of the governmental program contrails are made by the water vapor of extremely hot exhaust of jet engines freezing as they exit the engine into sub-zero temperatures of the atmosphere at thirty thousand plus feet what we see as white clouds behind the plane are the small ice crystals lingering in the air thank you mm. listener thank you chemtrails now we're gonna get five emails people like chemtrails are real i know mm. i just listened what to if they were- a podcast about conspiracy theories and it's funny what's out there yeah yeah i mean and i like not funny haha funny like hmm. it's interesting yeah. i mean anything's possible what if chemtrails were really ways to get everyone turned on? you know there's people that think the holocaust is wasn't real um, yeah. The, oh my God. The, the lady, have you seen the lady that's like, 
in 80 or 90 and she's like it gets in front of people and does this public speaking saying it's all a lie I think she's been arrested multiple times. Really? Anyways. Um, There's people that think school shootings are a lie. Fabrication of the U.S. government. Is it gun lovers? Uh-huh. Sorry, gun lovers. <laughs> I know. Well, we won't get into it. This is not a political podcast. We are about sexuality and not about chemtrails. However, I love learning. So learning is... Because uh, knowledge is power? Yes. Learning is power. Yes, that's too. Because knowledge, knowledge is power. power. Or is okay. Another one. This is one more. This is a good one. Uh, so some feedback. I had a couple thoughts when listening to episode number 142 and hope it can be helpful to someone. Number one, I, like April, have struggled with removal of menstrual cups in the past. I recently switched to a reusable menstrual disc, which has been life-changing. I use the Ziggy cup and I love it. The shape and the fact that it sits close to the vaginal opening makes it easy to remove and highly, and I highly recommend it for anyone who has had issues with menstrual cups. Also, to your guest who asked about her boyfriend who enjoys wearing lingerie, I recommend she listen to the podcast Death, Sex, and Money, specifically an episode called 50 Years Married to a Man Named Sissy, which is an interview with a couple where the man in the relationship dresses in a way that is traditionally considered feminine. The episode is about his identity, how he sees his sexuality, and gets a good perspective into what it means for him to dress a certain way and to express himself with his image. That's pretty awesome. And I will, I'm going to Google the Ziggy Cup because I've, I've never heard of that. And I'm willing to try it. I'm just crossing my fingers that I don't need to have another I mean, if you surgical want me to pull situation. It out, I'll dig in. You your have badge. longer fingers than than I. Yeah, I'll trim my do, nails right? just for you. Yeah, yeah, you do. See, you, you might be able to reach in there. I don't have that deep of a vaginal canal. Even when it's you just bear my fingers down, are, and you're like, all of it. No, it's suctions. You can't get. You got to break the suction. I can get it. All right. Well, I'll try the Ziggy cup, and if it or the Ziggy the Ziggy cup, Ziggy cup, yeah, uh, the Ziggy disc, and I'll let this listener know it's a problem. What happens? Or maybe I'll I'll uh, start crying on the air while having Amy wow. take it out we'll live. Do, we'll live. do a live episode of my hands in April's vagina pulling out the Ziggy cup. And oh. then she'll never use the menstrual cup ever again. I know. Then I'll be totally traumatized. She has a very special vagina. Okay. Um, I'm going to read the bio for our guest, Christina. Curiosity is Christina's driving force. Being born during the Soviet era in a conservative household that never spoke about sex unless it was telling adult jokes, gave her an insatiable appetite to dive deep into the world of sexuality. She's been studying sexuality for more than 14 years, and she believes that the secret to the universe, universe, is between our legs. She's traveled to over 60 countries, speaking, giving workshops, and learning from other great teachers. She's on a mission to bring sexuality out of the dark ages, where our sexuality becomes the source of our peace and happiness instead of the source of our shame. Shame, guilt, trauma, pain, and anxiety. To learn more, visit confidentlovers.com. Love that. Love that. And we're going to dive right in. But first, before we dive in, fun fact, everyone. Many vitamin companies add mystery additive synthetic fillers and shady extras that are no good for your body. And your body is your temple. That's why we love Ritual. Ritual vitamins, they only use traceable, high-quality ingredients so that you know where they came from, exactly what you are putting in your body. April loves Ritual vitamins. I do. I've been taking Ritual vitamins for almost, no, it's been over a year now. And I love that Ritual, it's non-GMO, vegan certified, and gluten-free. They're gentle on my stomach. I actually get nauseous all the time from vitamins and not with Ritual. 
I guess they have this delayed release, no nausea, minty fresh capsules. You smell it and you just are awake. And come on, you know daily changes lead to huge results. So why not just do something simple and change up your vitamins? And Ritual is offering you, Shameless Sex listeners, 10% off your first three months. Go to ritual.com slash shameless sex and you get 10% off your first three months. Again, ritual.com slash shameless sex to get 10% off your first three months. Come on, try Ritual right now. You know you want to. Right now. All right. Let's get back to the show. Here we go. All right, everyone, is episode time. We have a spicy topic for you, erotic touch. Ooh, who doesn't want that? We'll also talk about the A-spot. Some people will be like, what the hell is an A-spot? You want to know what the A-spot is? And we are here with the wonderful Christina, who is teaching the world all about sex. She's actually in Southeast Asia right now. So we are recording from across the world. We're super excited to have you here. And and we, so let's just dive in. Will you tell our listeners who already heard your bio, but they want more about like how do they always care? How do people get to work in the sex education retreat world? How did you get to where you are today? <laughs> um, it's actually a bit of a long story, but I always like to joke and say that I was I, I from from childhood I felt this amazing part on my body. And I, I actually started masturbating at a very young age. I remember it as far back as three. And my mother says that I started when I was one. And I like to joke and say that I was born with my hand on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, I mean, it's, it's really, I, I think this is what I really, what I'm destined to do. But it was really in Thailand when I asked a, a friend of mine who was in his 40s, what is the difference between sex and lovemaking? And he gave me the funniest answer. And he said, I wish you had asked me what the difference was between sales and marketing, because that I can answer. <laughs> and, and a little light bulb went on in my head and I started asking so many questions. But at the time it was, how do men learn about sexuality? How come I, I for a long time, didn't have an orgasm during sex? And why did it take me so long to to be able to experience that. And what was I not doing? I mean, there was just an array of questions that popped into my head. And how do we learn about sexuality? And then I started doing some online and offline research. And I realized that the two common portals that men would would learn about sexuality was actually porn. And at the time, the pickup artist community, those were so big. And I don't know if they still are, but and, and I realized, wow, this is the only sexual education that men get. Then I started doing a little digging and I realized that it's not just men, it's actually women as well. We don't know enough about our own bodies. We don't know enough about how to ask for what we want. Yes, we get angry when, when, or we get disappointed when a certain um, lovemaking scenario doesn't pan out or is not, or feels very unsatisfying and we end up creating this pattern of unsatisfaction. And until someone comes along and makes love to us where we're like, oh, so this is what sex feels like. And, and that's when I realized that I'm just going to create a blog and I'm going to teach men all about the fascinating and mysterious female sexual anatomy from a female perspective, because I'm so comfortable in my body and I'm so comfortable to talk about everything sexuality. But I think it's very important for them to have the female lens of what sexuality feels and looks like for us 
then I realized within a year that 50% of my visitors to the blog and the, to the website were women. And every time I would have conversations with women, they're like, oh, it's such an important work that you're doing. But within our conversations, I realized how much we don't know about our body, about our sexuality or sex in general, including a man's sexuality. I mean, you, you know, there's this common myth that says men are very easy when it comes to sexuality, but women are so complicated. And to me, that, that is such a myth because it's not true. And I love, like, we, we, we also commonly say things like we're all wired differently, but we're not exactly sure what that means or what we're talking about. Like on our body, the, our muscular structure and our bone structure, for the most part, is in the same place. But when it comes to our nerve endings, it doesn't matter what gender you are, because that's what we mean when we say we're all wired differently. It's all the, the ways, the different ways that we feel sensations. And especially for us women, when we go through um, our cycles, our monthly cycles, our, our sensations and the type of touch that we crave and all of these things change all the time. <laughs> I've and whenever I have these conversations with women, it's something that they've never even, a lot of times they didn't even realize it, they didn't even notice it. And in my own personal experience, it was actually a man who told me that the wetness in my vagina had a different texture after my period than before my period. I was completely oblivious to that in my early 20s. Yeah, a lot of so, a lot of people aren't checking out their own their own bodies, you know. So they're relying on someone else to. I mean, I I was one of them. I was like, I'm gonna wait for you to figure my body out before before me, or I tried and it just didn't really get it. So I yeah, I understand that that whole thing of of uh, having someone else tell you before you know. I think that's really common for you. I mean, a lot of folks have never. I mean. Well, let's talk about penises. You can see it a little bit. It's there, but a lot of vulva owners, they don't take the time to go check it out, you know, with a mirror and see what's happening there. And I know women who won't even put their fingers inside of themselves. Like me too. That was such a shock to me. I, I know women who won't even put a, a tampon inside their, inside their vagina without an applicator. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was such a shock because how can you, how can you experience pleasure or understand the the inner workings of your beautiful body if you're not even willing to put your finger inside it's, that that was actually a big shock for me and now it's something that you can explore and learn about and be like hi this is my vagina this is my genitals i love them each part of them i i didn't explore my genitals until probably my late 20s so it's uh, also I was masturbating at a young age. And I also, I I think that this day and age is a beautiful one to be a part of because just on Netflix, Goop, the Goop Lab, I don't know if you ever, if if you're watching that Gwyneth Paltrow just did an episode on sexuality and uh, they had vulvas actually on the episode and different vulvas and talking about exploring yourself and and a human, a a female-bodied human coming to orgasm. And I thought it was so transitional that this is where we've we've come to and it's 2020 and people are actually finally there but we still have so so far to come but such a long way to go but thank goodness that the information is getting out there and we're finally starting to talk about this I and and the thing is I I actually describe and sexuality is going to be a movement it's just not gonna I don't think it's going to be like the late 1960s because it, it was more about doing than about learning. And it was more about hooking up and one night stands and freedom and all these things. But I think now we, instead of, instead of that type of sexuality, I think a lot of us are craving depth. Mm-hmm. 
and this is where a lot of the information comes in a lot of the connection comes in a lot of a lot of like spirituality and sexuality that are merging together and it's truly i truly do see just being in the industry i do see this as being a movement and it's going to be a very beautiful movement because yoga has paved the way meditation has paved the way and learning spirituality has paved the way i the only part of the self that still remains taboo and unexplored is actually our sexuality Absolutely, which is a perfect segue to erotic touch and talking about erotic touch, defining erotic touch, and I'm sure it's different for everyone. Uh, I will just ask you, how how do you invite folks to define erotic touch? And also, what are the benefits of exploring this type of, of touch? Uh, I would love to hear. Yeah, sure. Um, so my definition of, of erotic touch is actually learning how to make love with your hands. Because what I realized is when we learn how to give the gift of touch, it actually becomes a completely new language. And what happens to the person who's receiving it, there's a lot of perhaps anger or tension and so many things that get released from the body. And for couples, I I realized that this is such a perfect way to um, explore this beautiful language of touch that most of us have never learned how to explore. In fact, I, I never saw the, our hands as pleasure tools until I started learning about erotic touch. And prior to, to learning this, I was so nervous about especially touching penises with my hands. Because I didn't know if I was doing it right, if I was hurting them. I was, I was just too nervous about the whole thing. There, I, I couldn't understand where this nervousness also was coming from. But I was just very uncomfortable. And I realized that this is, this is an actual skill that unless you're comfortable with it, you're going to be nervous when you touch someone. And massage is a great example of this. Not everyone knows how to give a full body massage, let alone a genital massage. And during my journey, I realized that you can't grip a circumcised penis the same way you can grip an uncircumcised penis because there's so many sensitivities in that skin that if one time I did grip a guy the same way and he said ouch 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 you're hurting me (laughs) and I said okay so I really really need to learn how to give this type of touch and Carl Jung has this amazing quote which says often the hands will solve a mystery that the that the intellect has struggled with in vain and this is so true because the be- there's so many benefits. And one of the benefits is our body actually learns how to relax into pleasure, which is such a foreign concept to most of us. Because when we're going through the process of arousal, we actually work our way up to an orgasm. Whereas an erotic touch, because you're just laying there and receiving this type of touch, your body actually learns how to feel all the subtle sensations that your partner or whoever is giving this type of touch to you, which is such an amazing tool or an amazing experience because we don't get to feel our bodies that way. And what a beautiful gift to just lay there and relax and just enjoy all the subtle sensations. But the beauty about this is you just never know what's going to come up because we hold so much tension and so much trauma and so much pain in that part of our body and our genitals that sometimes, yes, it could be incredibly erotic and sometimes it could be tearful. You just never know. And when I was learning this, uh, this was also in Thailand. And when they were doing the demonstration, the woman who was receiving this type of touch had 
an entire array of emotions in just one session. She started by moaning, then she started by yelling, then she started crying, then she started laughing, and then she had an ejaculatory orgasm. Yes. We were all we were all in shock. <laughs> we're like, what just happened? This is like that, that's not even sexual to us. That's not even eroticism to us. And yet there's just so much inside our body and inside that area that just needs to be explored. And a lot of times it could just be as beautiful and sensual as just an erotic massage. Mm -hmm. You just, you just never know. And everyone does say set an intention. And I always set an intention, but sometimes your body takes over because our body is, you know, has its own wisdom. Yeah, it's like, I heard your intention, but I want to go this other direction. And then you follow it. I think that's the other thing for folks is when the, when the head gets in the way that, you know, the mind head, not the penis head, um, when it gets in the way where yes. we were kind of set on a certain trajectory, a certain path, how things should go, instead of really slowing down, listening to what the body actually is saying. And maybe we had an idea that sex was going to look this one way this time. And then the body is, you know, but, but we bypassed the body instead of we really listened and went on this open exploration. I imagine your erotic touch then is, is not goal oriented. It's not orgasm is not the destination that we're trying to get to. It's about um, presence and just listening and and a slowness, I would imagine as well. Um, Yes. Well, it could be fast. It could be slow. It just depends. You you literally just go with the flow. It's a dance. Sometimes it could be a slow dance. Sometimes it could be a fast dance. You just, you literally just go with the flow. And that's the beauty of it. Just like you said, there is no destination. It's all about the journey. Mm -hmm. And I like when you mentioned uncircumcised penises to circumcised penises, the touch has to be so different with each. It's also with the case of vulvas, all vulvas are so different. And you may have experienced one that liked something specific before with a different partner. And Mm -hmm. it's so different from person to person. And that's something that's come up in my, in my sexuality where I'm like, Hey, that's not working for me. That might've worked before and that's okay. But your body's so different from day to day. And then you have people yeah. that are also like, this This worked for my last partner. Why isn't this yeah. working for you? Because I'm not your fucking last partner. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different vulva. Welcome. Meet my vulva. It's different. <laughs> yes, exactly. But this, is, but this is the type of, like, this is, these are the type of conversations that we need to have when we have a new partner. Welcome. This is my vulva. <laughs> let me take, let me take your hands on a tour. <laughs> yeah. let, me show, yeah, let me show you some things that, and if I don't really know what I like, then maybe we can explore together or let me go study on my own and then I'll come back to you or and share some information. Me study. Ooh, Ooh, spotlight. Yeah. So, yes. so what are some of the common- I actually did that to a guy. Okay. I actually did that to, to a, one of my ex-lovers one day. I said, welcome. I, this is my vulva. I'm going to take your fingers on a tour. And he said, why can't every woman just do that? Mm-hmm. For him, it was, it was such a special experience. And I even said, this is my G spot. This is what it feels like. Let's put your finger in there. Mm-hmm. And he was just amazed. He was like, wow, no one has ever, he was 46. And he said, no one has ever done this. No one has ever given me, ha- has shown me their body like this. I think you should do it with like a tour of, I'm not going to show you, but I just thought about this. <laughs> to the left, we have our exit rows. To the right, we have the point. And please, all the passengers wanting to exit to the left, just go right here. I don't know. I think that would be amazing. And, and should the, the airplane crash. But this is the beauty of erotic touch. You can get so creative with it. You can have fun with it. It's not. It's not about being serious. It's not about any of these things. I'm just. I, I, I'm. I'm basically bringing up everything that's possible that may come up, 
And of course, every touch is going to be different. It's almost like, you know, doing a plant medicine journey. Every single journey is different. Mm -hmm. It's never the same. And erotic touch for me is also yeah, is also the same. It, it every single every single session is very different. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of my favorite things is like, let's say for couples who have been in, in who have been married for a long time, there's just days when our bodies just don't want sex, but we want to connect. And this is such a beautiful way to be to connect in a very deep way, mm-hmm. because touch is just again, it's like the best language on the planet for me. And it's a language that you don't need to learn. Everyone can speak it. Mm-hmm. I am a self-identified touch monkey is and a touch <laughs> addict. And, um, and, have, and I've totally had, had partners. You know, if we did the five languages of love, my main language would be touch. Mm-hmm. And I literally... Yes, uh, mine too. I have a hard time hearing my partner or, you know, or, or anyone I'm intimate with and when there's not touch. Like they could say one sentence and without touching me, I'm like, okay, here. And then they could say it while having touching me, have a hand on me or, or just some sort, some sort of connection. And I'm, my system goes, ah, okay, there you are. You know, I can really feel you. And not everyone is this way, right? Not everyone, you know, touch isn't their, their primary language. Um, so I'm not mm-hmm. saying that everyone needs to be that way. And there's just another example of how we are all different. Um, I want, I want to ask you the question though about the common mistakes that people make when they're touching. You mentioned a little bit about, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we kind mm-hmm. of covered a couple of them, people really being really set on things happening a certain way. Um, what are some of the other mistakes that people make when it comes to touch? Uh, not doing it with awareness, being too mechanical, being incredibly nervous like I was, mm-hmm. because then you're kind of, hands, there's no strokes, there's no variations, there's no finesse to anything that you're doing. Um, and it's really not being able to read your partner's body when you're giving this type of touch. So presence and awareness is really everything. Because when when you're not there and when you're if you're doing it mechanically, if you're doing it, let's say, without awareness, bad touch is like getting a bad massage. Mm-hmm. You when you go in to get a massage and you come out of there with more pain than you went in with, then it, it totally defeats the purpose of as to why you went there. Mm-hmm. And it's th- those are the usually the common mistakes that I that I see. A lot of times it's just in the beginning the people are just nervous, and I understand that because I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. And this is why I decided to kind of make the video course specifically just for that reason is to teach all the different hand strokes that are possible when you're giving erotic touch. I'm assuming checking in is is really a, a, a nice way for those that are giving touch to also connect with their partners to be like, is this okay? Uh, I will say though, sometimes for me, I, when there's too much checking in, I'm like, no, just go with exactly. the flow. And if something's uncomfortable, exactly. I will give you the indicators or let you know. Uh, and that's something yes. that I think is important. So it's, it, it's cons- you're already in this consenting situation with someone because you're touching and you don't have to check in every 10 seconds. Um, I just wanted to, to mention that because that has been an experience of mine from prior, you know, to being in a partnership. And I don't know if, you, mm-hmm. if you've experienced that or if that's part of what you also talk about. Um, consent, I'm sure, it, is a huge piece, but. A consent for sure. Because, I mean, yes, absolutely. Especially when people, let's say, go and seek erotic touch professionally. If, if you want to pay someone to get this done then consent is is a huge part of of this whole experience because there are a lot of people out there who are 
their intentions are very skewed. And I even wrote an entire article, which I'm happy to share if you guys want to include this, of all the different questions to ask when you're seeking this out professionally. And please don't ever Google erotic touch and find someone on Google because that's the worst place to find someone who is professionally doing this. And oh, that was my, my therapist. Teacher. I use Google as a therapist all the time. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the worst. <laughs> a lot. I mean, yes. Sadly, there's a lot of charlatans in the space. So if you if people are looking to get this done professionally, I highly recommend to be extra cautious, just because there are people who are simply doing this for their own personal gain, mm-hmm. and their intentions again are can be incredibly skewed. And and I was in a situation like that before, and I don't want anyone else to re-experience that, especially if it's let's say someone who has experienced pain or tra- trauma before it's going to reignite the trauma because it's going to be a very distrusting situation. Mm-hmm. But so it's always nicer when you can actually practice this with a lover or someone that you really trust, because this type of touch is you really do get into a space of being incredibly vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you, it, it's really important to trust the person who's giving this type of massage. Please share that with us and our listeners that document with what they you know want to look out for and what they should consider. Uh, and I know that there are a lot of different types of erotic touch and different kinds yes. of things that that maybe folks can tune into or ask for if if they don't know what exactly the different varieties are. Can you just touch on what the different kinds of erotic touch are? Sure. So there's like caressing, there's stroking, there's tickling, there's squeezing, there's tapping, there's soft touch, there's firm touch, there's slow and neurotic and sexual touch. There's a little spanking can also happen. There's just so many, there's variety is the spice of life. And especially when it comes to this type of touch, it really, you can, again, get really creative with it. You can play with it. And those are the, the common varieties of different types of touch. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and has changed their lives. So for all you vulva owners or vulva lovers out there who may already be having good orgasms and you want to take it to the next level, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, OMGS will have something just for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless. Our listeners get $5 off. Check it out. This podcast was also made possible by Uber Lube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes. And there are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uber Lube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. You never knew lube could be this good. So whether you're an avid lube lover or you've never used lube before, Uber Lube is right for you. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on the body. Uber Lube has endless uses. I use it to tame my hair fizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth right before an oral sex session, and it totally ups my blowjob game. 
Oh, and the bottle, it's gorgeous. It's totally discreet and looks more like a beautiful cosmetic product. So you can even leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com. Use code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. That's uberlube.com. Go check it out. And now back to the show. One thing that I've experienced, I think we've talked about it on an episode here probably. I, I did. I had a session with a woman who, I forgot what she, she was on our podcast, Natalie. She was like one of our early episodes, like like episode 14 or something. Yeah. And, and she okay. did, um, it was doing, it wasn't just vulva massage. It was like womb clearing work as well. But through this session with her. Um, and I knew her before this too, but it was just, I just felt like so, so safe and, um, you know, just so, so held by her, but she was touching my outer part of my vulva and she's touching my, uh, my labia majora. So the, the puffy tissue, the puffy, puffy lips, not my, mm-hmm. my little skinny lips. And, um, and she was neat, like kneading them as if it was like Needing. my shoulders. Yeah. And it, I was the first, yeah. I was like, no, this is amazing like no one you don't see that important you know no one and no 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 lover had ever be like hey I'm just gonna give you a vulva massage and not try to you know get you off and when you, you come from that place the possibilities are limitless and there's so much pleasure and I felt the same like therapeutic exactly. pleasure that I would feel as if I was getting a really great massage on my entire body but it could be on my pussy and that was fun mind-blowing and now I can tell lovers like hey I kind of like a little kneading on my labia or <laughs> so, yeah it's it, there is there really is I mean you gave a you know exactly. abbreviated list of all these different types of touch but there's there's so many opportunities but people are the options but people just think there's this narrow thing you diddle the clit you stick your fingers in and yeah no April's shaking her head she's like now <laughs> No, but, and, and this, and this is the beauty, right? Because you get to explore the inside and the outside of the vulva, as well as it's not just the head of the penis. You get to explore the shaft, you get to explore the perineum, you get to explore the the balls, like everything. And kneading is actually something that I do on a scrotum. And it, for some guys, it, they actually have a lot of pain in the scrotum. They're carrying a lot of pain in the skin. So some guys will feel pain in the beginning, but then it will eventually turn into pleasure once we knead out all the everything that needs to be kneaded out. And some guys will immediately feel incredible pleasure. And the beauty is, especially for, for men who have never been touched this way, I can't tell you how many men actually experience tears mm. when they get touched this way, which, which has been something incredibly surprising for me to to also witness and I'm so honored to to be able to witness that because it's so beautiful to just see men in that kind of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and of course when when I first say that this type of massage everyone thinks oh it's a it's a happy ending but it's a very different kind and form of happy ending because as we mentioned earlier there is no goal it's all about feeling the little subtle sensations that you have that you you didn't even know you could feel Mm-hmm. And that's the that's really the beauty of this type of giving and receiving this type of touch is because there are just it's limitless as you said earlier. And is so the list that you explained earlier. I mean, is there are there other specific techniques that you would? And we, so we have a, this is an abbreviated version. You have you have a lot of videos and a lot of things online that, that people want to learn more. But do you have any um, other techniques that are that you would want to share with our listeners? 
the most important technique would be to learn how to touch with presence and awareness. Mm -hmm. That's the most important technique because once you can hone in and you can kind of see in terms of the, the person who's receiving this type of touch, as soon as you learn how to read their body language, you immediately get a real-time response of what you're doing. Is it feeling good? Is it not feeling good? And you're able to kind of change pressures or change the type of touch that you're giving them. It's really just presence and awareness. That, that would be my number one technique to, to tell the listeners. If they want to go and learn more, then this is, this is why we made the courses because it really is just, this is one of those like visual things where you have to see it to learn it. And to practice it, it does take practice. You're not going to get it in the first couple sessions. You're going to get comfortable in giving this type of touch in the first couple of sessions. But it just, it, I mean, the, a whole new world just opens up. Or as one of my girlfriends says, my garden just opened. Mm, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Blooming. So, that, is, that is good. My garden just opened. It just was watered oh and God. flourishing. Yes. So obviously... And I don't want to assume anything, but I will just say that I'm assuming the most okay. erotic places that people believe they could be touched are the genitals, perhaps for a lot of folks, that's a very sacred space. Uh, yes. However, I want to ask you or invite you to tell us and the listeners, where are the most specific erotic zones to touch on a human? Um, so inner thighs Please is a, the is a common one. <laughs> yes, the, I, I was gonna get. To, I was gonna leave the best for last. Okay. Good. <laughs> I, I was gonna leave the best for last after I mentioned the perineum. For some people, the perineum is is a very beautiful erogenous area. The inner thighs. For uh, for some people, it's it's the front of the neck, the back of the neck. But again, the I, I don't want to set any expectations for for listeners simply because, as going back to what we discussed earlier, in terms of we are all wired differently. For some people, it could just be the back of, the back of the ankles or this very beautiful smooth skin that's on their arm. You just you never know. But yes, in terms of the genitals, it's really it's, the beauty of giving erotic touch is that you get to explore all of it. Mm -hmm. There is not just one part. And this is, this is the beauty of it. It could be internal. It could be ex external. It could be, like you said, when the lady was knitting the outer lips, you would never think to ask her something like that because you have never touched yourself that way. And this is, this is, this is the beautiful part about this practice is you could get so creative with it and the options are just endless. But yes, the anus is definitely an incredible part, but not everyone is ready to go there. Yeah, so you really have to ease them into wanting to be touched that way. Because for a lot of people, that's, that's a no-no. And lube helps with any, yeah. any touch, yeah. um, some specific um, parts of the body. I actually love oil. Yeah. An oil like a oil. coconut oil or what you? coconut oil. Coconut oil is my favorite, but I also do make other recommendations like avocado oil or almond oil, simply because a lot of women have told me that coconut oil for them sometimes causes yeast infections. Yeah, that's so the one that uses oil for some vulvas. Yeah. Have you used Uber Lube though? <laughs> Uber Lube? No, you I've don't know about before. Uber Lube. <laughs> no, what? It's okay. We'll see how. Oh, wait, yeah, maybe they can have. I don't know if they shipped to Bali. I don't know. We'll 
Do you have a mailing address in the states? Because we'll have them ship you some. It's a, it's a is sil- it natural? Is it all so, organic? It's not organic. So it's a silicone lubricant. So, but the thing about silicone lubricant is that people are like, oh, it's silicone, so it's synthetic. But it's actually it is a natural. It's the most common ingredient in the earth is, is actually silicone. And um, isn't mm-hmm. silicone from like sand, sand right? Or something. So anyway, I could be wrong about the sand part, but um, it's uh, it doesn't have any additives. It's just it's extracted a, deep within the earth core. No. Yes, <laughs> from the earth's budding garden. And but it's really silky. It doesn't get sticky. It doesn't have any weird additives to it. It's really body friendly. It goes in and out of your body, and your body just doesn't really absorb it. Um, and it does have a little vitamin E in it. And so, yeah, you look up, look up Uber Lube. We are diehard fans. I've been a fan for God over it ten years. Change your pH yeah. if you're sensitive. Wow. And it actually, what I love about it, and they they obviously we love them. They are one of our sponsors as well. But like because we love and believe in them. Oh, we hunted them down. We hunted them down. And uh, it doesn't last for, like sometimes, especially with anal play, you'll have the, the oil, or I've used oil before so many times, on your skin for yeah. days after, even after a shower. This dissipates after a while. So it's, it's, a, it's a really wonderful, um, it's a wonderfully made item, and it's really great to use if you don't want it to be there forever. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Well, I actually love seaweed, but it's not. It's very difficult to find. It's not. You can't always find it. And this is. I actually learned this in Japan because they use it for neuromassage. Oh yeah, for neuromassage. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they 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 put it all over the body and they glide from body to body. Mm-hmm. And that's also like that can definitely be incorporated in erotic touch as well. Yeah. It doesn't just have to it's be. It's almost with like a hand. gel. It looks like a jelly almost. Is that that? Like actual seaweed? Yeah. It's, yes, I think it's it actually. Had... It's made from seaweed. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a gel it's material. Kind of like an Aloe. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like an aloe vera. It has, I've used it. It has a very similar texture to aloe vera, I would say. Uh, but so, that mm. I, I love. And mm. I, I'm always incredibly natural. If it has like chemicals, I'm just, I, yeah. I just wouldn't use it. But, like, but I am going to yeah. check out the Uber Loom. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Then I don't know if I want in my body. I did this thing uh, with my partner a while, a while ago. God, a while ago is probably like a month ago, but I don't remember. But it was recently. And <laughs> I'm like, we've been dating for a long time. No. Um, anyways, um, I was going to give him a massage. And so I got, he was completely naked. I was completely naked. And I oiled up his entire body. And I was using my, my entire body to massage him, which is kind of like neuro, mm-hmm. neuro massage, right? Your, your whole body is like, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. rolling and gliding. And, gliding. Yep. Yeah, using you know my breasts and my forearms, but what I also did was I was just like I got really creative. I was I was just I mean I'm silly and playful. I was like, I'm gonna put my and he can handle a lot of pressure. I'm gonna put my entire body on your body and almost pretend like there's hot lava all around, and my body actually can't touch anything other than your body. And so, and so I was like, my whole body, and then I was using my entire body to massage him. So then also I was like, my heels were massaging into him. And then I was using my ass to grind into him and massage him and doing all these things. And I could use my whole body to roll up and down. And then I could provide you know, more, more pressure. And it was just really like a fun, playful exploration that was, you know, a form of erotic touch that, again, most people wouldn't think about, oh, I'm going to play the hot lava game and put my whole body mm-hmm. on you. And he loved it. He was, he was so mm-hmm. into it. He thinks I'm funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he thinks you're probably very sensual and very creative because this is the beauty of sexuality, right? There's just so many varieties. Yeah. And that, <laughs> the varieties that just that came endless. to me in that moment. I didn't study that. I didn't read that. Exactly. It was just like when I was, being, was exactly. present with, the, with what was here and I was like, huh, let me try a thing. Are you into it? Sure. And then it actually ended up being a really, really cool experience. So yeah, I just yes. want to yeah, recommend to people like, I think the last podcast we recorded with someone, she was 
um, doc, she's a Dr. Nan Weiss. She was t- talking about play and how important play is. And I would imagine you know, when we're talking very, about erotic touch, very. if you're taking yes. it so seriously, I have to do it all right and be fully just in my most sacred, serious self. Then where's the fun? You know, add fun and play. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I think that is that. That's awesome, Amy. Thank you for that visual too. Of like, you want to do April? You want to play the hot lava game, Chip? Maybe my back is killing me from tweaking at the gym. I I don't mind. You can hot lava me. <laughs> so I want to talk about because I, honestly, in the years of my work in the adult toy industry and the pleasure products industry, this mm. zone that we think of as, or I've been uh, talking about and um, knowing it as the A spot is something that comes up. People talk about it. They ask me questions about it. And I won't tell you what oh, I, I can later, but uh, b- before I ask the question about what is the ace spot, which is the question, uh, I, I just want to know exactly what that spot can do and how to access it and all the things, all the juicy information. Because I want to know if I was, I hope I gave the right information, but I, I, I try to learn years prior, but I want to hear about what you know about the ace spot. I think, I think our experience is very similar because as soon as I found out about the A-spot, I was like, oh my gosh, another spot. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're like leopards. Every time we think we have it all figured out, we just grow a new spot. And I started doing my own research with my fingers inside to kind of, there was not that much information. And I don't know if there still is on Google in terms of where the A-spot is located. What is it? I know from giving a lot of yoni massages that for many women, it's, it's actually a very, uh, it's a very beautiful area where a lot of energy passes through there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I will, I will say that, but for, for what I discovered was I actually flew to Malaysia to meet the doctor who quote unquote discovered the A spot. There's, I mean, a little fun, a fun side note is that a lot of our spots are actually named after male, Man, male yes. doctors. The Christopher Columbus spot. Yeah. <laughs> so is the A spot named after that doctor? Is yes, uh, Dr. Chua Chi M. Yes. So I wanted to go and meet meet him in Malaysia and I flew and I wanted him to find my A spot because I wanted to see because from the location, the way that he describes it is is right, it's right behind the G spot. The smooth on the on the top wall of the vagina, it's the smooth area right behind the G spot. And I kept putting my finger in there and I had a lover put his finger in there and he massaged it while I was aroused, but I wasn't feeling anything there. But as he, I said, go a little deeper. And as soon as he went a little deeper, closer to my cervix, that's where I felt the most arousal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so maybe it's a whole area. Maybe it's not a spot like the G spot is. And, but to me, even the G spot, it's, it's a whole area, the front, the middle, the back, and it's, it's an entire area. It's not just one spot. And when I met him, I wanted to learn more about his research. I wanted to actually see if he can find my, my A spot. So he, he tried. And usually where he normally massages women is in his research, they actually have an orgasm within under two minutes. But I also realized that this is, I also realized that in his study of 200 plus women, the majority of the women were experiencing what he calls chronic vaginal dryness. So as he was telling me the story and as he was telling me in terms of like the sample size and what he was able to discover, I realized that if the women were experiencing chronic vaginal dryness, to me, this means they're not very, it it could be because they're not very sexual or the sex is incredibly unsatisfying with their husbands. And just 
a lot of the, I mean, every woman in his study were, was Malaysian. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the cultural um, programming was also taking place. In my mind, while he was telling me this, I'm not saying this, is, this was just my theory and my observation, that perhaps now that somebody is touching them in a way to give them pleasure, and maybe the why they were have, experiencing orgasm very quickly. And these, these were all just some women, not all women, but he said a lot of the women were experiencing orgasm. So to kind of answer your question, it really, again, it really just depends on the, on, on the vagina and the vaginal canal, because until today, my sensitivity is not where he describes it. It's a lot deeper than where he describes it. And I'm not saying that it can't change. I'm not saying maybe with a different position, I may feel some sensation there, but just on my own exploration, it's it's not where he describes it. Which is, I always thought when I, and I, when I did research over the years, uh, of course, Google as my research guide, but <laughs> research, which I love research as well. I did postulate that it was near the cervix as well. And on my own body, it feels like it's there and it's like lubricating. uh, It like produces more lubricant than my G spot does. However, it's not a thing that's like not a switch that you can turn on or off and um, only certain um, finger fingers in me at certain times can really help with that. Uh, But I would say to, in, in terms of almost an agreement with how your body works too, that it would be closer to the cervix than it would be behind the G spot. Uh, Of course, everybody's so different. Exactly. Exactly. But I also know one thing about me, like I know there, I've, I've met, I have quite a few girlfriends who can think themselves to orgasm. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. I actually need, Uh, I actually need to be touched. I need to be caressed. I need to be kissed. I need I need all of those things to be able to experience pleasure mm-hmm. and to and for my arousal to actually come out and want to play. Um, whereas in his research, he said arousal is not necessary because in the videos that he took of women when they were having an orgasm, there. So I was under the impression that when we go through the arousal process, or even if as women, if we're feeling any kind of arousal, that our entire body, especially like the clitoris and the outer lips, the inner lips, everything engorges. And in his study, nothing got engorged. Hmm. They just had an orgasm just from that spot. Hmm. But I was like, and and maybe because I'm just so in tuned with my body that I realized that a lot of like the the wetness that my body produces doesn't even come from a certain spot. It's this is just arousal liquid, which is very different than let's say let's an a spot orgasm that I have felt from giving yoni massages to other women. It's not like the it's not the it doesn't have the consistency of uh, the arousal liquid that our vagina produces. Mm-hmm. I it's a different it, type of liquid. And I wonder about that study too, if the, the, those women in the study is their first time also touching without having to touch back, you know, there's not the pressure to perform, yes. there's not the pressure exactly. to give, that makes a big difference if people have an experience that a lot of their sex is about the other person, um, their mm-hmm. pleasure as opposed to yours, and you finally have this experience, you're like, oh, it's just about me and I can just relax here and I don't owe you anything. And I think people can access pleasure a lot faster often when that's the case. I'm actually so happy that you mentioned that because erotic touch is exactly that. When a person is giving, when the person is receiving, there is no obligation to give back. Your entire purpose is just to receive because this is for you. This is the gift that for you, if someone is that, and that's, that's actually the intention that that I now go with is I'm just going to give this person the gift of touch and whatever 
this person experiences is going to be their own experience. Mm -hmm. And and that's the beauty of just really relaxing into pleasure. There is no obligation to give anything back. Mm -hmm. And yes, that could perhaps be, there's so many reasons as to why those women felt aroused just from that area. And one of those I think is, is very well likely that that was a reason as to why. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, he, could, he wasn't able to really study this spot because the Malaysian government sh- shut, his, shut him down because it was too controversial. So he only, I think, it was, I think in a study, it was only 279 women or 289, some, somewhere under 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my, my experience too is like, from my body, I can say, um, is that the deeper inside of me you go, the more warm up and time I'm going to need. And it is, it, it's not like, I mean, talking about that study where he's just like, oh, in two minutes they had an orgasm when I was deep inside of them near the cervix or even just behind the G spot inside of me quickly is just not going to work. So but yes, me- exactly. For me as well, because, because our body is not warmed up yet to receive a finger inside, because what happens when we go through the arousal process on a penis, we can see that We can see the penis going through the entire arousal process. The same thing happens in in our vulva and our vagina. Our canal becomes longer and wider to comfortably accept something inside us. And when we don't allow for that to happen, and this has happened to me as well, I've actually experienced incredible pain because I didn't give my body the chance to go through the arousal process. Mm-hmm. And when and I realized, I mean, it took me years to realize my entire body after after sex completely shut down, and I had this this uh, burning sensation right at the entrance of my vaginal canal for three days, and I couldn't figure out what was happening to me, and I and I and I fell really deep into depression for like three days, and it wasn't until I learned about this term called vaginal tenting, where we have to give ourselves the chance for our vagina to go through the arousal process to comfortably accept something inside us. Just mm-hmm. to put something inside us, it, it actually can feel incredibly intrusive. Mm-hmm. So your body just shuts down. It's, uh, it's like our human bodies are almost like the vast oceans. There's so many undiscovered parts. And think about the female uh, cl- clitoris, for instance, on uh, the the bits of your vulva that we never knew existed, the wishbone theory that came out when in 2003, finally, after. Yes. It's, I mean, we only discovered that 16 years ago, 17 years ago now. 2010 was when it was finally in textbooks or and that we actually saw it. Or, or... Well, it's the ideas that we, they did kind of know about it before, but it wasn't widely published until 2010. So the people who did sex ed trainings in 2006 didn't know that. It wasn't, wasn't in their trainings, but it wasn't until 2010 that came out, but they did know about it before. So um, Emily... What's Nagowski told us, but anyway. My only point for bringing that up is that I think with the A spot, it's, there's more research that's required and there's, it seems like that's a treasure trove that could be unlocked with more research and more funding. And unfortunately, since the Malaysian government shut it down, hopefully there's folks out there that are interested in, in discovering more pieces about the human body, specifically those folks that are vulva owners out there. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. So. But more importantly, I think it's so important to be in tuned and not allow others to tell you what you should feel and what spot should feel good for you. I actually, after, after this entire research in terms of the G spot, the A spot, the P spot, and all these spots, I'm like, screw spots. <laughs> we just need 
we just need to call it the either the E spot or the W spot, the everything spot or the whole spot. Let's just call it one thing and let's just tune into our bodies to see where we feel pleasure because that also changes on a day by day basis. So one day, yes, I may I may love having my G spot strokes, and another day it may feel really bad to me. It may actually feel painful, and I don't want it. <laughs> so in, instead of just spots, I mean, sure, it, it gives us kind of a map to know where things are. But in the end, at the end of the day, it, I I also feel like for some women, it actually also creates a certain expectation. So like if I know a lot of women who put pressure on the, on themselves to experience female ejaculation. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, they feel like something is wrong with them. And I don't ever want any women to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of magic actually happens when we're just relaxed. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where a lot of creativity is also able to come in is when we're completely relaxed. Mm-hmm. When we're actually making ejaculation the goal, then that's another goal that we're chasing mm-hmm. to have an orgasm. And our body actually builds, we have the exact opposite effect where we create tension in our body versus just that beautiful expansion of relaxation where everything is possible. Uh, Amazing. I would love for our listeners to know what spot they can find you in (laughs) or at, uh, because I, you know, I'm sure people are going to want to reach out and learn more. Sure. Uh, So my website is called confidentlovers.com. All of my social media links are on there. Uh, my YouTube channel just launched earlier, actually last year now, uh, in 2019. So there's plenty of information on there and the erotic touch video course is also on my website. So they can read more about that and watch the trailer. Watch all Christina's spots. Okay. (laughs) You are absolutely fantastic. I love your energy and, uh, just all the information that you're putting out there, I think is so relevant and, needed. So much love and appreciation to you, Christina, for sharing all of your gifts with the world and with us and our listeners. To our listeners out there, we love you so much. And remember, if you enjoy wine or you want to enjoy wine, you're not sure, check out marginswine.com. It's limited release, beautiful wine. Uh, Two times a year is all you get with those. And go to marginswine.com and you can be on the mailing list to find out when the new releases are available. We love you. We love Christina coming to us from Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure to speak to you ladies and to share. I love these conversations. Me too. You're beautiful. We love you, Christina. All right, y'all. And so are you. And thank you so much for all the work that you guys are doing. And I love the name of the podcast, Shameless Sex. (laughs) It is for sure. Well, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.